You're listening to Conversations, the official podcast of the George C. Marshall European Center for Security Studies, recorded at the center in Garmisch, Germany. Conversations offers insights from Marshall Center faculty and guests discussing items of interest, including cybersecurity, counterterrorism, transnational organized crime, and other events that occur at this unique German-American defense and security partnership. Welcome to this episode of Conversations. I'm Christine June, a public affairs specialist at the Marshall Center, and today my guest is Professor Philip Lark. Mr. Lark is the cyber chair for the Marshall Center. He is with me to talk about the launch of a first-ever cyber course for the Marshall Center that debuts in December and focuses on the strategic rather than the technical. In front of that, Professor Lark is leading a cyber community of interest workshop May 5th to the 8th. He sat down to talk with us about the importance of the course and his take on the state of cybersecurity right now. Professor Lark is a retired Marine Corps colonel with an extensive background on counterterrorism and cybersecurity. He is the former Marine Corps chair at the Marshall Center and transitioned recently to lead its cyber program. Professor Lark, can you talk a little bit about cyber coming to the Marshall Center and what it means in the bigger scheme of things? Well, I think one of the first issues is is that cyber touches every aspect of most people's lives. And certainly for security professionals serving throughout government, cyber is one of those things that touches every ministry and every department, not just the Department of Defense or the Ministry of Defense, but cyber is nested through everything a government or an individual does. And it's best that we look at providing a safe and secure cyber environment for everyone and not just an MOD or DOD official or network, but really allow safe and secure cyber activities in everything that we do. And in conversations, you've mentioned that cyber isn't an inherently uh, native defense function outside the United States. Um, How does that affect the way we do business, and what sort of challenges does it present in creating a course? There are very few places where defense organizations are actually in charge of cyber defense or activities, um, especially within most governments in the world. Uniquely in the United States, U.S. Cyber Command and the Department of Defense are responsible for the defense of the .mil network. But it's a very small network when you consider how big the Internet is. For the .com, .org, .edu, these are really private organizations that are responsible for that with governments providing oversight and suggestions on how to do that. As you look at all governments and corporations and how they try to figure out how do we organize to defend the network, it really requires a comprehensive approach. It requires public-private partnership, It requires government providing standards and regulations on how activities are to be done. And yet it does require the governments to have some type of response team, computer emergency response team in some examples, to respond to crises that might happen on the net. But almost in no circumstances are these government organizations doing it. They may be leading it. In practical terms, these are private-public partnerships where they address some of these issues. And I think it's important to know that as different countries taking different approaches to this, as you can imagine, since in cyberspace there is no there, countries have 
a really complicated task ahead with them because who do they partner with to address challenges that cross the borders? And part of our program on cybersecurity studies, this is part of that international cooperation we're looking to address not only in the government-to-government aspects, but also within the private, you know, public partnerships. You've kind of touched on this a little bit, but an- another aspect of this is the civilian partnership and how the element of cyber are heavily weighted to the civilian community. How will you balance the presentation with both civilian and government viewpoints? Well, you can't look at cyber without looking at private industry. You know, over 90% of the internet and internet functions lie in private hands throughout the world. Uh, governments do a good job of organizing and providing standards. So we see that the United Nations through the International Telecommunications Union provides high-level cyber standards for countries to follow. And one of those organizations would be called the ICANN. Um, and it assigns the names and numbers for different websites. But there are many, many more organizations that are privately held that do this for us. And those are those internet service providers. They need rules and regulations to do it within a country. But as you can imagine, they focus on their customers who are in a particular country. The interesting aspect about it, as you can imagine, is that the internet allows you to go globally at the speed of light. So how do you get organizations to really partner and cooperate? Well, private industries do it in terms of trying to make money and provide something attractive where they can get customers. Governments do it to try to regulate and provide safe safety and security. And this balance and a challenge for both private industry and government is something that's the natural tension that exists between private corporations and government regulators. And it's a challenge we must deal with in cyber. And this course that the Marshall Center is going to create deals specifically with creating policy, governance, and more. Um, How did you arrive with those aspects? It was pretty easy. Our key stakeholders within the German government and American government have nearly the same policy objectives for what's important in cybersecurity. And some of those policy objectives and key themes that there's great cooperation between Germany and America are some basic sort of tenets. Internet freedom, protection of intellectual property, the governance of the Internet, cyber capacity building with less fortunate countries and organizations, public-private partnerships, as I've previously talked about, cyber statecraft development on how governments and organizations organize to address cyber issues, privacy and security, and then finally combating terrorism and cybercrime are all big issues that many, many countries have similar objectives to make use of the Internet safe and secure. And to do this, you have to have a place where government officials can come together and talk about their shared experiences and to build a network of like-minded security professionals who face the same challenges in countries all over the world. Because there is no there in the internet, doesn't matter where you are, you're going to face the same technical challenges, but more importantly, the same regulatory law and policy challenges. And this idea of internet governance is counter to a lot of people's ideas of an open internet. Is the Marshall Center seeing the internet fragmenting now and beginning to splinter like 
territories and coastal zones. Perhaps, but one of the beauties of the internet is there's no one really controlling it. I mean, people's individual thoughts, feelings, what they look at, what they don't, uh, the natural tension of having a billion people on the internet at the same time doesn't really allow there to be, uh, you know, a more controlling governance. You know, the way the internet's been designed is really to allow people free access of information and with a little bit of technical help through a computer, a browser, a service provider, it allows you really to explore lots of things. Is there always tension and differences in people's thoughts, opinions, and policies of governments and individuals? Sure. The internet's just another place that manifests the differences of people throughout the world. The beauty of the internet, though, it allows people to have all those different opinions in a shared space and to do it really in a safe manner. Professor Lark, how does an event like the Cyber Community of Interest Workshop help uh, move the program along? In a number of ways. First of all, it brings in set over 70 participants from over 39 or 40 countries, all of which are key leaders in cyber within their governments, law enforcement officials, policy professionals, technical professionals, and allowing people to just interact, that share the same interests and objectives, and to learn best practices from one another is always helpful. In addition, bringing senior top U.S. and German officials from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in Germany, the U.S. Department of State, within law enforcement community, bringing someone, bringing a senior cybercrime law enforcement official for the German state of Bavaria, the deputy assistant director for the FBI in cybercrime, bringing these high level leaders from Germany and America to go ahead and really have a close conversation in a very open and yet interesting forum, allow people to ask high level officials very pointed questions, and this openness and sharing of dialogue and experiences is super beneficial. And what do we get out of it? We build a network of leading professionals. We're going to find out what our customers want. And our customers are those people serving throughout the globe that are security professionals. We want to hear what our customers want in terms of priorities, in terms of the activities they want us to focus on, and how they want us to teach it, which is really you know, important to listen to our customers. So what will be the key to successes um, for your first cyber course in December? Part of what we're doing now by having a community of interest event where we invite our key stakeholders from Berlin and Washington who tell us these are the government objectives of what we want to do with international activities in cyber. Addressing the big issues of internet freedom, combating terrorism and cyber crime, building a consensus on internet governance, the activities you do to protect intellectual property, all of these stakeholders from Germany, from America, from the European Union, NATO, allow us to go ahead and take the priorities and then go ahead and institute a program where people that are sharing the same problems in representing their governments, representing their organizations, of operationalizing, what do you do to combat cybercrime? It's hard. Do you have the laws in place? Do you need legislative authorities? Do you have the technical forensic capabilities to do this? And just getting cyber experts together, we really help them by building a network of professionals 
and allowing them to help each other through our network of global security professionals that we have at the Marshall Center, over 10,000 of them. Okay, and uh, Professor Lark, the last question. Um, the COI and the two-week course that we just talked about, uh, what is, uh, besides that, what does the future um, look like for cyber and how do you see it evolving? Well, I think the key thing is that a program on cybersecurity studies that, like the Marshall Center is going to develop, provides all of our participants and all Marshall Center alumni transnational cyber skills and prepare individuals for positions at senior level. Cyber is going to be a part of everything any senior government official does, not only in the Ministry of Defense, not only in the Ministry of uh, Interior, but also in Ministries of Justice, Ministries of Banking and Finance, Ministries of Foreign Affairs, Diplomats, Ministries of Communication, all are going to be touched by this. And so as we prepare senior leaders for higher positions of authority and influence throughout government, we're going to focus on whole-of-government approaches where we don't want individuals to work in splendid isolation, and we want them to understand that the transnational cyber environment has many, many different approaches. United States, Germany, NATO, the European Union all have positive attributes. Some have negative aspects and features as well. But just as so we can get people to understand that there's more than one approach to look at a problem and your approach isn't a right or wrong, but there may be elements that might be helpful for someone else. So I think inter international collaboration and information sharing is going to be important. Developing cyber strategies and policies that are meaningful and can be operationalized and useful for government officials, private corporations, and citizens is important. We're going to discuss cyber aspects of critical infrastructure, and I think that's important, but critical infrastructure, who's critical infrastructure? Well, lots of people's. So as you can see, um, it really does require a whole of government comprehensive approach, and the Marshall Center contributes to that discussion and dialogue. Okay, thank you so much, Professor Lord, for taking the time uh, to talk about the new cyber course um, that's coming to the Marshall Center. I really appreciate your time. You're welcome, thank you. Thank you for listening to Conversations, the official podcast of the George C. Marshall European Center for Security Studies. The opinions and views expressed here are not necessarily those of the Marshall Center, the Department of Defense, the German Ministry of Defense, or any other entity affiliated with the Marshall Center. More from the Marshall Center is available on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media channels, and at www.marshallcenter.org. Thanks for listening.